We have. I am Teej, sitting across from the braided and beautiful. <laughs> you know how to hide me up, <laughs> Natalie, or as my cousin when we were little used to refer to me as Natalie. No T. Anyways, I'm Natalie, y'all. Y'all know. But I think that that takes out another A too. It's like they took out the T A. Yeah, because it's no Nata. It's Natalie. No. I was telling my aunt Which about cousin? this. Mila. Um, I was telling my aunt about this at the uh, baby shower. Because <laughs> we were like, what was that? The baby calling you? Like, that. And then they were like, you know, babies just give names Next. to people. Like and then I was like, it's just going to be Nally. Nally. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, that, that does roll the tongue. Nally. Mm-hmm. Nally. Nally does. Nally. Like, oh, it's almost like they're saying Nelly. Nelly. I don't like Nelly. Um, I just don't like the name. Uh, I don't know many Nellies. Every time I think of Nelly, I think of whoa, Nelly. Sorry, <laughs> horse. Anyway, yeah, we are back uh, with an episode that is a Natalie production. Yep, yep. So, uh, as always, going in this blind. But before we jump into this week's episode, we like to do what? We like to ch- 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 check in with each other. Mm-hmm. That See that? It. You saw that because I was talking about Nelly and rapping. So, I'm anyway, so how As are we you? just came off of the. Houston takeover. Southern takeover. Oh, Southern takeover. Yeah, so no, that was fun. I'm still tired. But how are you? You know. How's LaFay? Life is laughing, as always. But, you know, as I'm approaching 30. Oh, God. I know it makes you have trouble a bit. As I'm approaching 30, I am able to. Adjust a bit more effectively. Okay. Um, Effective and, adjusting is always fun. Yeah. So, other than that, you know, work is about to change in a second. I feel like I've been talking about work for since, the since before I went to Miami because that's when I signed this right. offer letter. Yeah, and that was your birthday. So that's just yeah. six months. Literally. Um, but it is officially about to start, and that's why I was just checking these emails uh, before we started. But um, basically, I was just um, like, they're sending me a laptop, so I was Ooh, sending okay. out the thing. I don't know what they're sending. Uh, filling out the form to do that, and then I was like making my schedule, so picking the times that I want open. Okay. Um, and then uh, filling out like my areas of expertise, like the population that I want to work with. So I'm excited because I'm like, finally. We're moving in the right direction. I'm ready to have money. It's going to be a whole new ball game for me. A whole new what? Ball game. Ball game. I'm going to be a But, so that's work. Um, as far as just family life. 
So as you all know, I'm going to be an auntie soon. And as I have learned that it's going to be sooner rather than later. Okay. Now, it's yes. supposed to be at the end of this month, of March. Actually, it's about to be... Two days. Two days. By the time the episode comes out. Literally, yeah. The episode will, will be, be out. Charles. Actually, we don't know because when you're induced, right? I don't know. Like, it it varies to the extent, you know, mm-hmm. how long it takes for you to be dilated enough for the little head to pop through because that head is a big head. You know, so it's fun. It's, I think about it all the time because I have a very large head. I feel bad. <laughs> but then I also think about it. She had a C-section. But the head is very squishy too. And I always think about, like, people say the head, like, it needs to be big enough for the head to come out. And I'm like, but what about the shoulders? But I forget, like, they literally Maybe come out. Like, they come out like a little. This, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> little squishy well, little thing. So they're very, what, malleable? That is a, um, learn, a word I learned in science. <laughs> So, but I'm excited because my sister-in-law is allowing me literally to be in the room, in the room like whatever, you know, wow. and thankfully it's not COVID anymore, so I can. Nah. And so I've never experienced anything like this. Nah. I think this will be a turning point on whether I want to experience anything like this, but I'm excited to actually have a little minion that it's is from my bud line. Like, my lord, it's gonna... I hope it looks like me. I keep saying it, it's a boy. I hope he looks like me, but it is gonna be nice to even just see if he looks like my brother, which I've seen pictures uh, from the, like, 40 um, ultrasound, and she sent me some more, and he just looks so cute. I'm just super excited. I think all babies are ugly when they come up. No, they look like aliens. Okay. But the sonogram pictures are like without the wrinkles, you know what I'm saying? Oh, they photoshopped it. <laughs> they face tuned it. <laughs> I mean, maybe popping out looking like I'm here. <laughs> because I feel like, you know, the pictures that they show you don't show you like the water wrinkles, you know, when you sit in the tub too long. So I feel like that's I what makes- I never thought about That's that. what makes babies ugly. They're just so wrinkled. They're just so, they're aliens. I've never thought they've really just been in, in water. floating in water for nine months. Well, liquid. Yeah. You know. Disgusting. That's close enough to water. Yeah, because like I'm in the bathtub for 20 minutes in this, and I'm like, you've been there for nine months. <laughs> nine months. Damn. Just how you breathe in. Like, wow. you didn't have to breathe. They're, they're like not breathing. Wow. Until they, that's why they like smack them to make them cry so that they know that they're breathing. I'm not a doctor, y'all, but I'm just saying what I've seen and heard this over the years. This is nigga bombings. <laughs> nigga medical. So, Grace super <laughs> excited about that. That's going to be a life-changing event <clears throat> happening <throat> soon. Um, personal life-wise. And now the drama. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just like the same thing, like you know, just trying to find my footing. In a lot of it's okay because you're wearing size ten when you need a size twelve. You gotta grow, <laughs> you gotta grow into. First of all, are we talking about my feet or That's yours? Not. Oh, <laughs> nah, I went and bought some shoes when I was last weekend, and I wear a ten and a half, and I was trying to put on some shoes that was an eleven, and I was like, oh, they tight. So I'm like, what is happening? Great, I have wide feet. So I was like, what is this? So I had to buy twelve. You're hindering your growth. I am. I am. You I make an environment that's small. Like these damn plants. <laughs> I was not thinking you. about that. <laughs> back to you. I had to move one out of the camera frame. So anyway, back to you. <laughs> um, 
personal life. We'll talk about that more. Uh, not, not really too much change in there, but I guess that goes into family. That will lead us into this episode today. Um, just with a lot of stuff in, in that regard. Actually, not giving too much away before we go to just kind of how you've been. This episode is kind of the similar format as I had last time, where it's a specific topic, but it goes in each like category. You do that. It makes me feel like a bubble. Yes, 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 yes. So just kind of giving a little sneak peek. But starting with work for you, because you just came back from traveling. So yes, I just came back from DC. Do you know DC is Chocolate City? Did you like that's the you knew that? Because when I went to uh, visit um, Bestie, we went to Hershey Park. I don't know who Bestie is. I guess. Oh shit! For damn, where the fuck is he at? Like the DMV area. I mean, in life. Oh, is that why it's called Chocolate uh-huh. City? Uh huh. It's like the it's like Hershey Park. It was literally like it, the Hershey's factory. Uh huh. Excuse me, but not in DC. No, that's in Virginia. No, oh, Pennsylvania. One of them. It's like all right DMV, there. DMV, Dar- yeah. Darylin. <laughs> DC, <laughs> Maryland, Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Anyway, um, I think it's in Pennsylvania. Where is it's Pennsylvania? I don't know. I. As I noticed last night from watching the Southern Takeover <laughs> at the rodeo, that I'm not that oh, no, great in geography, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I was like, Louisiana, I know that one. I know where Georgia is. I know. I know. Georgia and Florida. Louisiana, Texas. Florida, yeah. Not the elbow. They call it the penis or the elbow of Texas? I'm just going to call it the tip. Of Texas, of, of the of the world. Because I just, anyway. I wow, it's very limp. <laughs> Anyways, anyway. work. How's that been for you? Um, so I am struggling. Mm. Mm-hmm. Struggling mentally. Not mentally. It's a TikTok. Oh, well, I was like, <laughs> uh, the Cardi B meme where she's like, I'm struggling, bitch. <laughs> no, I am struggling with balance as yeah. of now. Yeah. Did you yes, take on a new project? Yeah. Has it started? Oh. And then there's a project. Um, so work, yes, just got back from D.C. And I have to literally go back in like a week. And D.C.'s fun. It wasn't as cold. I need to check the weather for when I'm out there this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, super fun. Work was there. Grand opening of a new building. Everybody. So the lady that is like the who runs that building, she's I don't know what department it is, but she runs the department. And like all the, Before going there, everyone described her as Miranda Priestley. Divorce product, which I've never seen. Uh, this movie, oh, yeah. But I know enough about, and they made her seem like like that. the actual she's main lawyer. character. She's a lawyer. Oh, okay. Um, and they made her seem like she was just like she likes everything how she likes. She mm-hmm. has everybody up and on. Very particular. She was. She didn't get there until literally my last day there for the actual grand opening, and she didn't come to the end. Nice mm-hmm. one. And I'm just like. That so goes what? by, you should never judge a book by its cover because what you right. heard is not what right. you were experiencing. Now, someone I did work with, she was like, I mean, she has her days, but uh-huh. I mean, like, we could have gone great. I don't mm-hmm. know. Blah, blah, blah. So, and then when I met her, she seemed cool. Like, she was there to do her So, that was fun. So, I got to go back and deal with that again, which is cool. Um, work, I have my review talks coming up very soon. So, I'm really crossing fingers, hopes that that leads to it's evaluation. <laughs> Us. Yeah. Compensation. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully it leads to good things because when I say I'm tired of screwing. 
Yeah. It'll be nice to, you know, see what that entails. Absolutely. Personal life. Ain't shit going on. I don't feel like I have a personal life anymore. Like, I've just been working so fucking much. Yeah. I did go home recently. I've been trying to task myself with going home once a quarter. I was like, that is doable. So I'm going home. I went home in February. Next time I plan on going home is probably April because my brother turns 20, so that'll actually be like, ugh. Then I'll go home again for my birthday. When did, what's his birthday again? April 8th. Same day. Oh, Crystal's, yeah. Um, Okay. You're not going to go home for Easter? His birthday is the weekend before Easter. Is it? It's the day before Easter. Easter's the night. Easter's early? Yeah, because I remember when he was, his first birthday was on Easter. Mm. And so we had an Easter egg hunt for his first birthday. Like you'll be yeah, done so for all that. Now, am I going to church with these people? Probably not. But That's not for me, don't eat, drink, and be merry and eat all the foods. Um, so yeah, then I'll go again for obviously like maybe holidays, depending on what my life is with other stuff. Um, other than that, that's literally all it's been. I feel like like I said, I haven't even unpacked from my trip. Yeah. Which is very not me because it's been- I don't the know. minute I, know. I get from a trip, I'm like, put everything up. Oh, really? And I literally, literally came home yesterday. I mean, and passed the full ago. Yeah, and I and then I came here, and so you really haven't had time to do <laughs> anything. anything. And then now tonight, I'm babysitting, which I'm very. I've never babysat either one of them. Really? Like when Chan, like I wasn't. Grown. I wasn't out grown there women. when right when Chan was a baby. Mm-hmm. And then I've never, so I'm interested to see how this is going to go. I'm just going to put on TikToks and let them go. Um, (laughs) I will say that's one thing that I've enjoyed, like, moving back home. Like, side note is, so babysitting, if y'all don't know, we're talking about um, our bestie, Chelsea's kids, Mm -hmm. who is, like, the only one out of us who has, like, children, children, like, kids' kids. Mm -hmm. And they're not even, well, they're children. They're not even young anymore. It's, like, nine and five. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. Right. Ten and five. No, Chan doesn't turn ten until this year. Oh, was this year? Mm-hmm. Because it's her golden birthday this year. I thought it was. I and thought it, it just was passed. Kingsley's golden birthday. Oh, five gotcha. On the fifth, and then Chan is uh, ten on the tenth. This this year coming, Jesus, mm-hmm. this year. But it's so nice, like having moved home, and I've obviously you've seen too. I've spent more time with Chelsea, but then them too, mm-hmm. and it's just like. They know you. They know they who do. you are. It's and so it's crazy. so cute. Yeah. I, used to, that, I was so afraid because I was like, my God, they're not going to know who I am. And the minute I come around, I say, hey, I'm a little And I'm like, hey, kids. <laughs> so, yes, I'm excited to do that. Uh, we'll do something fun that we won't tell our mother about. And then tomorrow, hopefully, hopefully we go to Chan's cheer competition which is which right around the corner fine. so that should be fine I like to say right around the corner it's still 20 minutes away which yeah it's not too far it's though. weird that it's on the same street I live on yeah 20 minutes away but I can go to downtown Houston in 20 minutes but I don't know like did you press like start and actually do it because sometimes when I do it it pops yes. up and then it like is yeah, less the, like, the traffic at that time 9 in the morning today. yeah who knows so, what was going on? Yeah. All the lights, you know, over oh, here. There are, well, Barker Cypress has a lot of lights because that's yeah. what I used to take that back when I went to Paris house until I was like, mm, I not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially during a rush hour. Like, I'll take Barker Cypress during a rush hour, but not during. Anyway. So, yeah, so I'm trying to think of what else is going on in life. That, mm-hmm. That's literally it. I got a birthday party to go to. Two of my friends recently turned 30. Oh, and having like, friends ooh. turn a big age back to back. When I'm not in a financial position. <laughs> Shout out to mom. Because mom really sure. be mommy. Um, my dad but... would be dad. He was on mom. 
<laughs> I'm excited to continue the celebration tonight. Um, Kira's having a 1920s theme, so I got my little outfit. Should Is it here soon? <laughs> I looked at my Amazon. It said it hadn't arrived yet. It said a little bit more stops, but it was like six stops away or something. Okay. So, um, excited about that, and I'm also excited about just having a break. Um, because the next birthday is Harris in May. Well, Crystal's is in April, right? Um, April, but Paris is in May, but I don't know if Paris is in May. Crystal never does anything. And yeah. And she never comes home, so it's like I never see her. Right. Paris going to Bahamas, which I don't think I'm Yeah, I don't. But Chelsea is. June. June, England. What's she doing? Well, so, Westland wants to go on, like, a trip, but it's for, like, her and Johnny's 30th, and, which is already, Johnny 30th is June. So, his birthday is around there. So, it'll be kind of their birthday, and then it's, like, Tam and, um... Uh Tam's like 40th or something like that and then Sierra's anniversary like celebrating that Mm -hmm. so it's just like a compilation of all and so it's uh, I've said this word before and you said that no I was like why did you break it up like that cause like compilation compilation it was just a compilation compilation that's how it's sure no okay Uh, But then Chelsea's birthday, um, mm-hmm. and, so. and then <laughs> there's another birthday after that. Whose birthday is after that? I don't know because you missed it once before, but it's okay. And why did I miss it? Well, I don't remember. <laughs> 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 Sips tea. I wish I was at the end of my drink so I could get up. <laughs> but I don't no, but yeah, then it's your birthday. And then the next big one is like, I gotta move out of here in September. You are so <laughs> trashy. <laughs> oh man, I want a taquito. Goodbye. Sorry, Brando. But yeah, so that's life. That's mm-hmm. that's really Just all a lot right. of 30th birthdays coming up. Right, we're all Celebrations, old. spending money, right. having a good time, living life. But I honestly do think that my 30s is going it's to gonna be, be the, year. I'm, I'm the decade. Like, it's going yes. to be it. Like We say this every time on this damn show. We do, but we've never been 30. Like, right. I knew 20s was just going to be... <laughs> like, I knew. I knew. Yeah. Um, but surprisingly, it turned out semi-okay. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I'm, I'm expecting 30s. Actually, no. Let me not. I'm not expecting... I know. You're manifesting. I'm manifesting. I I don't want to even say I know. Actually, no. I'm going to go back to expecting. I'm expecting it to be... The first time. Nice. That's what I'm going to say. Everybody says you're 30s you're 20s with money. So, and that's how I feel. That's how I feel. I, mean, it, I see the plantation. I see, I see, I see, I see. I don't see the plantation, Jesus. I see the planting of the seeds. <laughs> okay, white person. Right. I see, because like you about to start a new job, you mm-hmm. about to be able to say, sabe, mm-hmm. I'm about to get more money, I'm claiming it, about to get a promotion, I'm claiming it. Yeah, yeah. So yep. it's like it's setting up for all these great things for the year of three zero. So that's so great. It is. We've been on this earth for thirty years and it's been mainly a shit show for most of the Yeah. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. yeah. That's how life is for me. Mm-hmm. Everything is is doing good. I'm trying to think back. I don't even know what the fuck the last episode was about. That was when you had uh, index card questions mm, to get vulnerable. Yeah, vulnerable. Uh, why did I do that? Oh, because I was going. Was I going through shit? No, somebody around me was going through shit. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Not me, y'all. Yeah. Uh, that was my last episode. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely. Don't right. put me under that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, is there anything you want to add? Do we need to take a break before we jump into this? Do you want to just prep it now? How, how do you want to? We can prep it, and then we can take a break. Give y'all a little time to. Let us sink in. Right. So, oh, and nothing. I think for, because the next episode is a shit, shit episode, but that next episode, I think I said this on the last episode, I'm bringing back episode drinks. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying to. If I'm financially able, y'all. <laughs> so Lord willing, y'all. Some fun stuff, so we'll have little segues into that stuff, because I'm excited. I've been following pages on like Instagram for like mm-hmm. drink making, and I'm like, <laughs> I could do this because I be trying. I be wanting to come up with more video content, but it is hard because we're so we're apart, and it's like I'm tired most of the time after you yep. get here after we. And I don't know how to do any of that. I don't either. If I'm being honest, and I'm not that to be a but I be on the Instagrams and the Twitters, even though Twitter's gone and shit. But so we'll see. But that's my that is my next goal. I said video was gonna be the thing of this season, and I've been trying to do videos like. This it, <laughs> it is recording the office or Abbott. Um, but I feel like I need better equipment and stuff like that for this because, like, I think whatever. So, yes, mm-hmm. video will come in the form of maybe that and stuff. So, we'll, we'll work on it. We're working. Hey but guys, we're back. We'll take a break so that we can. That sounds like a really good question. I think I'm impressed with this. We should take Y'all, shots. It is. It is three fifty six on a Saturday. So this is earlier than normal. We are back, and I actually later than normal. We don't record on Friday. Well, no, earlier in the this day. This day is my episode, and I kind of alluded to. And then I'm gonna party and drink my life away afterwards. As to picking a topic, but having it discussed over the different categories that we have on our show. Um, I'm actually keeping with the theme a bit more by staying with the G words. So as you guys know, last time we did a whole like kind of gaslighting episode topic, shindig. That was really good. It was really good. Had a special guest that hit really, 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 really close to home. That's why I thought it was perfect. Literally. Um, So this week, could you guess what the G word is? I thought you were going to say grandmothers, but... Oh! (laughs) I can see why you would think that. Um, But no. It has to do with grandmothers, obviously, in my particular story. But... Dromo, please. Good night. No. (laughs) Grieving. Who this? I'm glad you said that because in this episode, you guys, we are going to first define what grieving is. Obviously, clear up some myths and misconceptions as to what people think grieving slash mourning slash bereavement is. As well as... I didn't say bereavement because I said that once and somebody was like, what does that mean? I was like... It's like when you're going through it's like yeah. there's bereavement time and people are like I've never heard okay. <laughs> so we're gonna go through all of that and then like I said earlier just kind of talk about after we define and everything talk about our experiences within each kind of you know category of our life <laughs> and then I thought sharing like last time going over some other people's stories as to their experience with 
like grief in this sense um, mm-hmm. and kind of sharing it with you guys. And so that's the plan. That is the plan. I wanted to do a grief episode, but I wanted to bring people who have lost people on it to like talk about the differences. Mm. We might have a part two of this later on. We in could. The we could. Yeah, go. So with that being said, why don't we just like open the floor to <laughs> the floor is lava. what grief is in the definition of it and like you just said when I was talking about it like who died like that is what I feel so many people think that like grief is and to, to my knowledge and I could be wrong that mourning is the act like the behavior of grief mm-hmm. like and so you're in mourning like you know um, so I'm going to use those interchangeably as we That's go out people will let them hold tips be like they don't say good morning they say grand rising they say morning you did good <laughs> and I remember a time that I would say just grand rising just because <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the series. See, this is why we can't have serious conversations because I can't stay there. Anyway, but I'm on my hotel basically what it is, it's just like deep sorrow. And then it says especially caused by the death of someone. Okay. However, grief doesn't have to be a result of death. someone's death. Like a, it's just a physical passing. So it's a loss of something. And I think I learned more about this when I was actually like in graduate school um, mm-hmm. learning about just like grief and bereavement as it pertains to mental health okay. and how they were saying like, you know, you can grieve the loss of something so whether that be a loss of like a physical person that's no longer here on earth or a loss of a relationship that you had or just like a loss of a role that you played in the, in the past and so so many things but basically it's just like a loss of something it's like change and granted change is inevitable but this is a bit more in the sense of it's just like a a loss without closure and i want to talk about somebody later um as i was reading more on this topic Sam. and <laughs> They had kind of coined the phrase, and I'll mention their name later, of like ambiguous loss. And that's kind of what it is when it's just like a lack of closure, like when you're grieving someone who is still alive. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. But anywho's, um, starting just with the first, just like the the definition that comes to mind when you think of grief is just Mm -hmm. like physical loss of somebody. I knock on wood, any wood around me, Lord Jesus, have not ever really experienced grief in that setting. Like, I've had people who have passed away that are close to me, like, whether family-related or, like, friends, but never to the extent where it's, like... I knew you, I just seen you type of deal. So I personally have never experienced that like death wise, thank the Lord. I know it's inevitable, I will experience it, but um, I don't really have much to share in that aspect. Have you? Two. Who? My grandfather and Val. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, And those yeah, were yeah. like two years apart. But, and then it's weird because I was thinking of that while you were saying that I don't I don't recall my grieving process of my grandfather because mm-hmm. um, I was in the seventh grade, if I'm not mistaken, when he passed. And I remember being sad, but it's all, this is the weirdest thing. 
It's like every time, because the only people that I say were close to me that I know have passed was my great grandmother, who passed when I was in the third grade, my grandfather, and then Val mm-hmm. were the only three that. Yeah, and then with my grandfather and my great grandmother, it's just like I knew. And it was weird because I remember my dad, for my great grandmother, my dad came, picked me from school early. And like, I was like, this is weird. This is strange. <laughs> What's going on? But then the first thing I thought was, wanted to ask in my mind was, when's the funeral? Like, I just knew. Mm. I don't know why. And then with my grandfather, I remember. Like, I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't say I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't have known, because he was in the hospital for a minute. But I wouldn't have known things that got worse, because my mom was so weird about, like, trying to protect me, all this bullshit. And I remember calling the hospital, I was trying to get in touch with my mom, but she wouldn't answer. So I was like, let me call the hospital. And so I was like, can I get connected to my grandfather's room? And they're like, oh, we can't connect you to ICU rooms. And I was like, he wasn't in ICU that time. And so I was like, what? And so then my dad called my mom. And, blah, blah, blah. and I think I ended up getting to go up there that day. And then the next morning, I remember I slept on the couch at the house, the old house on business. <clears throat> and I remember like being asleep and then my dad coming and waking me up and just handing me the phone. And I knew mm-hmm. just right then. That's my mom was all crying. It's like that. That was the only time that I didn't know because that was very unexpected. It very was. And that's it, it, interesting that you brought that one up because you and I had different roles in that setting and so you actually were friends mm-hmm. with Val. I was knew. friends with Val, but I knew of him, but my best friend was his cousin. Right. So it was right. different like that. my role. Again, it was very much sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and well, for our listeners too, this is a person who had passed away when we were in middle school. High school. Um, okay. Oh yeah! Summer before sophomore my year. Lord. It feels like forever ago. It does feel like forever ago. And I have pictures of us like sitting on the stairs of Westbrook. So yeah, it was definitely Mm -hmm. high school. Um, We shared a locker freshman year. That was a terrible (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it was definitely like when we were younger in high school and Mm -hmm. it was an unexpected death. And that was the first, yeah, that was the first one that like for young, it was young. Yeah. And I don't remember, I don't remember grieving. I remember crying. Mm -hmm. I remember like, getting ready to leave because I was who brought me to Keith's mom because Keith lived down the street and actually me and Keith were together when Eric called it was not bringing that back up but I remember leaving and being strong in the car because my dad finally came and met me down there at the canal and then I remember getting into the garage and then I remember Nanny Tease like coming out of the hospital she knew what had happened by that point because nobody was home mm-hmm. whenever I left and I just remember like not wanting to be touched. I'm like, mm, bleh, no, mm-hmm. don't. And I just remember crying, 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 crying. And then they like brought me a towel and shit because they were like, nigga, calm down. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. And then the next thing I remember is my dad asking me if we called the collective, the boys, Dante Chanchakova, do you want them to come over tonight? And that was literally it. It was <laughs> like they just came over and then we act like nothing happened. And then the next day, because remember Buffalo Wild Wings, it was like half off Tuesdays and everybody used to go that in was the summer. Spot. It was so we were like, let's go there the next day after Val died. And it was like, why did we do that? So I but I don't remember grieving that. And that is weird. But I, I don't remember grieving deaths in general. It's just like I think that's interesting because it goes to what we're gonna talk about in in 
this, this episode. episode is that like grief is not like textbook defined as these are the steps that you need to take. It's like right. different for everybody and it's different depending on the situation. And mm. so, you know, granted we can experience loss of a person, a death at one age and then maybe, you know, in the future and still experience grief in two different ways. And I feel mm. like for us, like, for high school and again we were playing two different roles too mm-hmm. this just is is weird because you don't know what What's to do or what to expect and then you're you're kind of soaking up how your parents grieve or how your guardians and around you grieve and that sounds like what you were experiencing. and that's the weird thing because i remember that's the one thing i remember vividly about the ride home from being at the canal was my dad saying he does he's never experienced it. he doesn't know yeah. how to help yeah and I remember just sitting there I think I cried in the car because you know I was trying to be all tough like that but <laughs> I just I, re- I distinctively remember that is him saying that and I don't know if, uh, but then the other thing this is weird I don't know if this has anything to do with but every time with those three instances, those are the only three, like my other great grandmother passed when I was younger, I had no real connection with her. Yeah. But the other three that I've had have all visited me in my sleep. And so I think that's given me the closure in a sense, scared the shit out of me each time. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I feel like there's been like this sense of like, that's where I got the closure. And so I've just been like, okay. But in the physical sense, I don't know if I've ever like, really just dealt with it. It's just like time has just allowed that to be like, I don't want to say forgotten, but it's weird because then I feel guilty for forgetting. Right, right. Especially my grandpa. Like, I still sleep with the, that pillow that's mm-hmm. on my bed. This is the, was the pillow that I got him in the hospital that's like on his bed uh, until he died. So I've kept that and then this almost lost Tice because the photo that I use in my bookmark, he, Tice ripped up that pillow and ripped half the book. That's the only photo I have of my grandfather. Uh, and so I still have the photo, but it's like, it's cut out right here, but you can only see our faces. So I was like, I'm going to keep that. But it's like the yeah which is interesting that you bring up Tice because that is another I topic of grief totally it's, it's, a, it's a loss his birthday it's funny his birthday Sunday is Westlands and uh-huh, I, I saw some of those things I didn't even think of it. that's sad that I didn't think about him but loss of an animal is definitely well so before we hop into that topic um, speaking of just like human loss actual mm-hmm. death the only person so like I said I had like family members mm-hmm. who have passed away like my great grandmother mm-hmm. had passed away and she was like 95 or so mm-hmm. so she's she's lived a long life and mm-hmm. i think obviously my relationship with her was different than my cousins too and so again i it's like family but it, it's just still different and i'm sure our mm-hmm. grieving processes were different too um as well as just like my mom's aunt had passed away and to preface this my mom has like seven aunts because my grandmother was like the youngest of Mm. 13 15 kids mine too so it's just like it's just so different and not to like not normalize that's not the word that i'm thinking of but not to just like just be we're gonna come back to that but (laughs) not to talk about this lightly but it's just like Mm -hmm. I'm being honest with how my experience was and I think the not the closest person but when I say closest I mean like in proximity Mm -hmm. has passed away to me that I I knew of so when I was in high school when I first um 
joined FCCLA with um, Slater. That was my sophomore year that I joined FCCLA. Actually, I was FCCLA a freshman. Uh, Yeah, it actually. Tanner's sophomore year, huh? It was my freshman year, and these people were seniors. And so, um, you know, only a select few go to like competition or whatever Mm -hmm. it is and that. So basically, this was a girl that was in. FCCLA with me and she was a senior at the time and she was competing with like two other people and we gotten close over that time because we were always together I'm and trying to think stuff. Who this is. you don't know her I don't oh, think okay. um, but years later when I had graduated and I was in college I had saw on the news that she had died in a like I think she worked at a um, convenience store and it was a robbery and she was okay. shot and killed so it was just like Wow, that really like is not nice. But then again, it's just like I knew her, mm-hmm. but I hadn't talked to her in a while or anything like that. So it was just like it was, was sad. Connection. Yeah, it was sad, but it was just it was just like sad more so. And like that is so unfair. That's like very unfortunate, mm-hmm. you know, type of deal. Um, but that's the only thing that I can think of. And like I said, as I said earlier, I'm very grateful that I had not mm-hmm. experienced death to that extent. I haven't in a very long time. Well, Titus, but in the human form. Yeah. It's been a very long time. I've been thankful for that. But I I know. And this is, I don't know if this is going to be covered in there. I think the loss, because I was so young, because I was, I wasn't even 13 yet when my grandfather passed. I was maybe 11, 12. I think that has shaped how a lot of things how I how I interact with my family mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's I've chosen to keep distances because I don't want that again because when I say my That's grandfather from a response because my grandfather like I always say my grandfather raised me because my parents worked my grandfather didn't he retired mm-hmm. I don't even know he worked on the railroad a long time ago never knew him to work so yeah there's that but like in the summers when I was younger I was with my grandfather mm-hmm. and so that's all I knew so it's like I would say he raised me and when I used to get dropped off from school when I was in elementary school I was there with him right. my grandmother was at work my parents were at work so that one hit mm-hmm. and so I'm just like no I I want that also I think that is also why I'm just kind of like slightly distant with family because it's like I know it's going to happen and I'd rather not be as emotionally invested because so my grandmother, my Mimi, my mom's mom, mm-hmm. used to always say, and she still says it from time to time, but she keeps saying, you and your mother are too close. And I, when I was younger, I used to be like, are you mad? Are you jealous? <laughs> like, what's wrong? <laughs> but I think what she meant by that as I've gotten older mm-hmm. is like, you're too close. So if something happens, mm-hmm. you're going to be like distraught. Mm-hmm. Granted, I definitely so, will mm-hmm. be distraught if something happens Agreed. to my mama. Knock on wood, because nothing will happen to my mama. But it's just like, I see what she means now as I've gotten mm-hmm. older. But that used to piss me off because be like, are you mad? Like, are you... Do you have a bone to pick? That's not with me. Um, But no, that's interesting. So entering now into just talking more about now that we've covered just like what grief to like Mm -hmm. the lay people kind of Mm -hmm. means, what we know it all to be. Now kind of more diving into like the ambiguous grief, which like we mentioned earlier is, you know, mourning or grieving the loss of someone who is still living or mourning Mm -hmm. or grieving the loss of a change in role or um, 
you know, just just change in, mm, in general. Um, let's dive more into those examples as we dive into the different categories. And so let's just start with work. Okay. To begin with, just okay. to kind of be a little light yeah, on things. Light. <laughs> and so do you have any like examples or whatnot when it comes to just like grieving and mourning in a work setting? Um, I think now, and it, it's weird because I feel like when we talked about gaslighting last time, I always forget about that damn job because literally <laughs> I'll be trying to push those memories out of my head so quickly. But I think, and not even in that case, but I think it was the first, the, excuse me, second position at that company that I loved mm-hmm. when I was working on-premise, like, I think now I I think about it's it's regret of leaving it because of quote unquote security during that the Panty Pro V that I'm just like I Panty Pro V the pandemic yes, yes. Um, during those times that I, I regret leaving <laughs> I regret leaving and then I remember being in that new position that I hated and just realizing <laughs> realizing like I, I had like there was no going back to it mm-hmm. and how much I missed it and I don't know if that was if I was mourning it but it was just like an overwhelming sense of just like regret of walking away from something that was so good right. to me and then for this to be my new normal mm-hmm. I was just like <sighs> so they a lot of regret played into that especially because of how terrible that job was yeah and then I don't know if, but I don't know if that is that considered grief is that mourning like it, it is because mm-hmm. you're mourning a loss of a role that you once played mm-hmm. that I liked that you liked yeah. yeah and so now you're having to deal with no longer being that in that environment mm-hmm. and having to now adjust to something to new, new environment which was terrible yeah Can I, I can't emphasize enough how terrible it was <laughs> uh, which is why I try to forget about it as much as possible and then I think maybe even in this current one like there's a little bit of grief in the sense of I, there's there's so much opportunity that keeps on saying like you're gonna get this you're gonna get this and like it's like it's been almost two years and it's almost it's like so I think I, it's one of those where I should grieve, but I'm choosing to keep hope. hope. Well, so that might be a different thing. Like, it's not necessarily grief because you haven't Let accepted go. the loss, but okay. you're more so like just you're 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 chipping at your hope a little mm-hmm. bit more and more as mm-hmm. time goes on. And In so, the words of Spencer Hastings, "Hope breeds eternal misery." <laughs> She quoted that from somebody else, but I'm not quoted from Okay, her. PLL. Yeah. Um, what about yeah. you? No, that makes sense. I think for me, in the workplace setting, my grief or mourning, and again, we use these terms lightly, you guys, because mm-hmm. again, we know how so the definition of it is like, mm-hmm. you know, people passing. But in the work setting, I think for me, it really pertains to my relationships with my coworkers. And so literally from high school to now, there has been like a drastic, like 
difference in my relationships with my coworkers because literally I the job that I do now I work almost completely independently mm-hmm. I don't really know my coworkers. I don't even know their first names let alone their last names I don't even know who <laughs> you have there like, I barely know that because I don't know which room you're assigned to like you know we work really independently which has its pros but definitely yeah it's funny because I just thought about her I know one of the ones you're going to say I just thought about her but she popped up on Snapchat recently what a man I was I was about to say Christine no I was going to say Jante <laughs> yes um, but no I will say that that has been like the biggest change because like you know even before this most recent job before this one is like at FCCLA FCCLA yeah. <laughs> I was like wait what <laughs> what was that called FA Family Service Center um, FCS um, even at Family Service Center like I I had I, I didn't like a lot of my coworkers, but I had a select few that I did enjoy and we did hang out outside of work. What was the other black girl's name? Uh, Felicia, older. Oh, uh, Tiffany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had a few, like select few or whatever. But even before that, I think that has, if I didn't have that stepping stone, it would have been really hard for me to jump into where I'm mm-hmm. at now. Right. Because prior to that, my work relationships with my coworkers were like great. And so prior to that, it was at Memorial Hermann, but then prior to that too, was at, um, I I worked at this autistic, autism place in Houston. And um, my coworkers, which I still am friends with on uh, Facebook and like the socials, (laughs) well, Instagram, (laughs) the socials today, but, just even in that setting, like I we were young too. I was in college, um, undergrad, and it was like we would work, but mm. we would talk, and then we would go to Chewy's for happy hour, mm. nacho cart bar. Like mm. it was a consistent thing, yeah. and it was just so nice to have like that relief or whatever. But I will say, like my best, best, best work environment, work relationship. Colorado Canyon. Absolutely. <laughs> No, back to Memorial Hermit. Like, and that was so much fun because it's just like, for one, I was the youngest one there. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I think I was in my early 20s and everybody was in like their early mid 30s. And that's how I know people in their 30s have more fun because it was just so nice and granted I had a little bit more money at that time too we were in Memorial Hermann um kind of going into my field and everything and it was just like we the the work environment Mm -hmm. was just so great it didn't even feel like you were working and you know you felt like you enjoyed the people that you worked with and then outside of work it's not like we hung out all the time and but when we did i mean it was just so much fun it was just like very like you didn't have to think about it careless like we didn't feel like because you know how sometimes when you hang out with coworkers, you feel as if like I need to be mm-hmm, co-working <laughs> and not really act how I normally act or I'm do sorry, what I normally serious. do mm-hmm. but these people it was just like 
we all know who we are. We're going to do what we do because we all know that we perform our job very well mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. So it was just so much fun. So I would say, like, in general, that's kind of what my grieving process looks. It's like grieving the connection that I had with my coworkers mm-hmm. over time. Right. I will say that I've coped very well with that because now it's not that I just, I don't care, but I have shifted focus on other things. And so it's not really taken an impact on me to the extent that it did when initially like the shift mm-hmm. took place. And so that that was a big one that, I, that came to mind when I was thinking about this topic and like the workplace environment. And that you just brought up something. I think, cause this job that I'm at is the first time, the first time in a long time because Starbucks, I, Starbucks was great, like during that time of meeting people and stuff like that. But this is the first time where I've had, where I've like interacted with my coworkers outside of work. Yeah. Because we have happy hours every first Thursday. But I think- And you have radios. <laughs> right. Um, but I think in a sense of grieving, I think I grieved when Brie left. Uh huh. Yeah, I can see that. Literally, work wise, like it was like didn't even have to think. Like we were that in sync, and it's so weird because even now people notice, like because of me and my new coworker, how different that relationship is. Yeah. Like they'll be like, "Where's the other girl? Is she still working?" I'm like, "Oh no, she was." Y'all were always together, and it was literally like from jump, like from the first day I started there, it was just like we clicked, and it was like from a professional standpoint and friendship because like we still communicate now. But it, it was so weird once she left, like having to find my footing on my own in that job mm-hmm. without the person that like we would bounce ideas off of each other and all kinds of shit. And like literally, I always tell her now, I was like, if you were still here now, we would be running this place. Mm-hmm. Because the way that like they trusted us, they knew we could perform, the way we could, like I would come up with these crazy ideas and she would just start, all right, let's go. What we gonna find? Mm-hmm. It was just like we balanced each other out so much that not having someone like that now, especially because we were around the same age, it's so weird now, like, going in and it's like, it's all me. Right. Which I feel like it's for the first time where I'm like, okay, you gotta be confident fast now. Because you can't can't lean on someone else to cover your mistakes. But I think for a long time, because not only once she left, I was by myself for like, two or three months yeah so it was like that moment I was like and then they replaced where's this right I did see (laughs) so I think that not as extreme Mm -hmm. as the other place but that was definitely a moment where I was like hmm yeah okay and I need to do you have anything else on workplace I need to break because I didn't realize that all the liquor apparently floated to the bottom (sighs) so I need some more juice take a break before we jump into our next category on this topic oh boy it will change a lot a lot of time i get everybody and before we left this lovely episode of natalie's natalie's grieving <laughs> um, we discussed workplace it's, 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 so now it's, 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 it's time for natalie to bring us to the next <laughs> the next category on this journey of all this smell is taquitos Huh? Oh, I smell our taquitos. Yeah, my mother, she said Tito's. I was like, I'm drinking tequila. <laughs> anyway. 
Yes, okay, so yeah, we covered grieving in the workplace, what that looked like, and I'm glad that TJ and I were able to just like offer differences in you know our experience with grieving in the workplace. And so my next topic in this category, no, my next category in this topic, child. But I'm laughing because you know that I just have a way with words and I tell my clients this all this time. It's just like, my words just escape me. Anyways, so the next category in this topic, let's say I want to jump into friends just because we were literally just talking about this before when we pressed play about this episode. So again, I think our experiences might be slightly different because mm-hmm. I, I think that you may have experienced more grief in this topic mm-hmm. and or in a different way because mm-hmm. I need to think about mine. But go ahead. I'm going to let you start oh, So no, I got to start that game. Uh-huh. Okay. So there's only two. Which was kind of talked about this in a different episode, episode before yeah. under a different Long topic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so far away. Um, obviously, the fr- I don't want these names in this situation. What? God. The liquid went to the bottom, right? Literally, did I oh. shake it? Mm-hmm. Sorry, y'all. Um, long ago, in so a land episode, far, far, far away. Once upon a time. <laughs> is that how they start? Uh, it's just, it's a story tale. Uh, like okay. a, <laughs> a tale. Uh, long, long ago, there was a boy. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Um, I think the first instance was college in grieving. And see, it's one of those things that I maybe this I'll take this all to my therapist when it comes because I really don't be grieving shit. I guess I just move the fuck on. And that's okay too because not everybody grieves when a situation that's a good note to highlight because that's something I wanted to bring about in the next chapter of this episode is that you don't necessarily have to grieve after every situation that you think that you would grieve from and or the timeline looks completely different so you may have grieved in 2.5 seconds and been done you know what i'm saying because you might have thought about it and then continue on with it like you know what i'm saying what In, in this sense of in the friendship area of grieving i think it's easier where my grieving process is less because I feel like I typically give so many chances before I'm finally removing myself from a situation that I slowly like chipped away at my grief process throughout that that I'm just like once I finally decide it's like you know so then the first one was obviously college uh, with my roommates at the time well, I guess that wouldn't even have my at the time. But my friends that I've been friends with, one since kindergarten, and the other one since freshman year in high school. Like, and it's like you, when it comes to friends, you like, and I guess that's like being young and naive in mm-hmm. friendships and shit too. It's thinking like, these are gonna be my friends forever. Yeah. We're the best friends forever, best friends. Anyway, and so then getting to places of not having those people around due to, and I, I don't want to say that I'm the greatest friend ever. Because I'm not. I have flaws. Minuscule. Goodbye. But. <laughs> Goodbye. But 
I feel as though in all of the instances, no, not even gonna say that. Not gonna so yeah, that was an interesting time because of the longevity of those friendships of being like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. to those. And I think again, like I said, it's because it was like a consistent. It was sorry, that was a bug or something right there. <laughs> there was a there's a there was a consistent showing of this is an mutual friendship. Yeah. That I feel like in my mind, okay, Courtney. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you mutual- are unprofessional and unethical. Wow. Um, <laughs> you have to them in this. <laughs> right. Of um just like realizing, I think slowly throughout that friend those friendships, I realized that these aren't the people for me, mm-hmm. even though like in your mind you think you're gonna be friends with these people forever. Right. And I think finally just being a just having the, the strength, courage, and wisdom in there <laughs> to walk away from those friendships. And it was hard because I think specifically with the ones from college, like <clears throat> I think I at that time based my identity around that mm-hmm. specifically in college because I went in with them right and so it was like people knew us as the three uh, Negroes and so <laughs> I think it was one of those things where it was the only people I had there in my mind and so I think it hindered me from doing what I should have did, even though I was literally grieving during the friendship of this isn't, it isn't, it isn't what I thought it would be. It isn't serving me the way that I'm perceiving that I'm serving them as a friend. Right. And so I finally, I don't even know, I don't remember. There was one faithful night, faithful night that I will not discuss on this podcast <laughs> that finally led to, with one of them specifically, yeah, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being honest, I don't, oh, and then there was another faithful night also in college that led to the second. And I think they might have been, I wish I saw this face. Oh, yeah, probably can. There was maybe like a six month gap between those two. And then finally, I was just like, hmm. Because I think, I think everyone has that breaking point Mm -hmm. of it, no matter how attached you are to something. Yeah. That you're finally just like, hmm. So I don't recall after that, like grieving it. But like I said, I think I was slowly having those moments throughout the friendship where I was just like, this isn't right. Right. Like, this isn't what I, in my mind, think a friendship should be. So it's like, "Mm, okay, slowly, slowly. Slowly detaching. Yeah. Correct. So I think that's what made it easier in the end to be like, which maybe for the other people, it was like, where the fuck is this coming from? But in my mind, Mm -hmm. I had been slowly like... Which, this is a tangent on that mm-hmm. because what are your thoughts on that and I think this could be a whole different episode too mm-hmm. because you know what are your what are your thoughts on 
in your mind, and I feel like women in relationships do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, however, as a mental health therapist and as a, just a human being who has grown, mm-hmm. it's unfair to the other party to a certain extent mm-hmm. to make a decision and then act on it. Mm-hmm. When you haven't communicated right. or given them the chance to change, so mm-hmm. it's it's not unfair to act on it, but it's unfair to hold them accountable for something Correct. that they didn't know. One thousand percent, because I can say then I was young, because like now, right, right, we'll get into it's different. Yeah, like I I preach that I'm like you may you will get into it. Yep, but yep, yes. I know. What you're yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was but say, this was young. Yeah, yes, this I was, was in college. Like this when is when I was I wasn't even 21. Right at this point, so I, I'm gonna call it 21. So 20, right? Can you do something? Anyway, um, the latter, the others were after college. Yeah, and I felt like those in two instances, not out of the three were harder than the others because I did mm-hmm. feel like those were genuine friends and then to with one of them it I won't even say it was a misunderstanding because it was very blatant but I don't know if I I'm trying to think words <laughs> I'm trying to be as PC as I can um, with one of them I felt like it was just Ignorance, like I don't, I don't feel like it came from a malicious intent. Yeah, it just happened because of ignorance. The right yeah, word. Yeah, uh, not knowing. Yeah, I'm just like acting on what. Yes, the other one is more difficult because, or was more difficult because you knew what you did, Heidi. You know. <laughs> so, okay, it's gonna be or the hills, all in one. Um, yeah, so I think with those two specifically, the grieving process, I don't know if I've grieved them. Ooh, exclusive, looks at camera. I don't know if I've had the opportunity to grieve those because they're consistently in my face. It's like, how, yeah. and I mean, it's different with the other set because Outside of mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the others, it's like it's a constant bring up. So it's harder. Is that due to me? Because I'm still your friend. But not even just you. Yeah. I'm still, there's still ties everywhere. That, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just the only one that broke away was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that makes things. I don't even want to say hard because I won't say that I'm like sitting here thinking like, oh. <laughs> but it's moments where it's like when I'm bored and shit. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't have The only person that I have up here is Paris and Josh, she sleeps. So, <laughs> so for good like, reason. I mean, yes, I understand. But so I think that was that's what makes that that's what makes that one those difficult. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like <laughs> I was like, "What are you looking at?" There was something at the door, um, like a stain, I think, from maybe that water. Anyway, it's difficult because. Again, like, again, the longevity of those friendships and during those friendships, it wasn't as bad as the others. Like, there weren't as many signs. So this one, excuse me, these were more so kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, it wasn't as direct. Like, these are toxic. You need to leave now. Correct. It was more like, Uh uh-huh. Over time. So I think that's what makes those more difficult. And then the fact of there's still so many 
connections to it. Oh, and then I forgot about that. That's what second before. Um, and then the other one, um, I, I think again, it's similar to the other two from college. Is like there were signs the whole time, mm-hmm. and it was just like I was choosing to hold on to hope because what does hope breed? Eternal misery. And so <laughs> finally being able to just, mm, yeah. So my my grieving in those instances happened throughout the friendships, not after they were over. Yeah. So I think it made it easier, but then, I mean, it's still hard because, I mean, I'm still around most, a majority. Yeah. So it sounds like for you, in in comparison to workplace, Mm -hmm. friends-wise, your grieving is a bit more chronic, just less intense. Yes. It's yes. a bit more chronic and time-wise. It's just a thousand, death, uh, death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, like, so mm-hmm. it's, like, very long, mm-hmm. and it's still an ongoing process, mm-hmm. but just minute, but it's just, like, you know. You want these words today. You want the, <laughs> these SAT words. <laughs> no, no, that makes 100%, like, sense. And I think, like, that's why I wanted to bring on this topic, because I think we have so much Difference. differences and views to offer. And so for me, for friends... I've never experienced a loss of a friend, like, completely to that extent, other than, like, the organic ones that you just, like, drift away from just naturally. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to just friends over time, Mm -hmm. I think I have grieved the um, change in roles of my friends. And so, specifically from, like, high school to college to post-schooling, for what, whatever that looks like us. <laughs> I think my the, the dynamic with my friends have changed over time and that has been very hard. I think I'm 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 really good now, but like shoot in my twenties, as we were just talking about in our thirties, my twenties was definitely hard because in my twenties is literally post high school, in college, adulting, like all of that happening at once and not to mention what you were just talking about. So it's a little extra layer of, well, obviously I have a connection with the people you're talking about. (laughs) So I think the opposite side, which I don't know to the extent that I've expressed with you, like I've seen your experiences with what you went through Mm -hmm. with those specific people and those people are still my friends and I had to like develop a new dynamic with them because of where we were at in life and who I was as a person and how the situation was playing out with you because you're still like my best friend and so <laughs> shut up <laughs> and so that I don't think people understand to this thing because I never really like shared it which I don't share a lot of stuff but like I had to deal with like what that looked like because I was just like you know I was born by the review. <laughs> I was thinking that I can't last make night. anything serious. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I had to be in the space where you had to be Switzerland. Yes, I had to be Switzerland, but I didn't want it to be like odd or anything. So now I'm at a good space. Like now it's just kind of like if anybody brings you up or whatever um, or something pertaining to you mm-hmm. like I could just speak on it and it's, it's not like I'm oversharing or like undersharing or like you know whatever 
and or they don't take it to the place which I think is all growth on our end they don't take it to a place of talking bad about anybody mm-hmm. either and so I think they out of respect like no mm-hmm. because we're all grown at this point too Still. so but I think had this situation happened when we were younger it mm-hmm. probably would have been different Daddy, Daddy. but that's what I do appreciate because it's just like now I don't feel awkward but mm-hmm. it definitely was awkward like when oh, I was sure. living out here because it was just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm living with you mm-hmm. and like do y'all not want to come over to my house mm-hmm. because like what so then I just don't present the opportunity um mm-hmm. but that didn't bother me either because you don't like going <laughs> <laughs> Again, so many different things, but I think that was probably the biggest thing. It's just like adjusting to different roles within friendship dynamics mm-hmm. and like how that's changed over time based off of like where we're all at in life, you know, um, just like our maturity levels, our emotional intelligence levels, all of that good stuff. It'll definitely do it, and it'll show you who your friends are, um, and it'll show you that not every friendship is the same, that Mm -hmm. different people can offer and provide different things in your life, Mm -hmm. Um, and I had to recognize that, too, because it's just like, I'm not going to be as close as I once was to somebody in high school, because not that we've changed as people, but yeah, we've changed as people, but... We've also are in di- like different spaces of our life, and I. It's hard when you have to see other people grow closer, mm-hmm. and it's just like now I'm just like it is what it is because it doesn't really bother me anymore. But it did at some point because you know, for for instance, like I always felt like I was closest to Kiara, like literally in everything that we did. Like me and Kiara, I think just, that was the perception of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Closest, closest. But as we've gotten older, me and Claire like are still close. But our personalities are so different. different. Our level of social interaction is it's so different, different. <laughs> and that she's gravitated more so towards like Westland and Kiana's kind of in the mix too. But like at first, I was just like, well, I want to be in the mix to everything. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like. That is okay because when we're all together, we're still all friends. It's just kind of like, you know, you don't have to be like I, I always see that the your closest friends are the ones that you don't talk to all the time. Literally. And, and that's just it. Like we don't have to talk every day, every second of the day, or whatever the case may be, um, for it to be alright. But it's just the times that you are together that is like quality, you know, times. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's definitely something that I had to grasp getting older. Um and so the grieving process for me was more about like acceptance as opposed to like coping. Like it was just like accepting. I guess I was, I guess I didn't say uh-huh. it was accepting the, the, the new norm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, especially, and I think it makes it easier for me when you realize that the new norm, like, it was a decision you made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like, you realize that, excuse me, that it was like, based upon what you felt was best for you. And it wasn't like someone, well, I guess my face was broken. <laughs> it was someone saying, fuck you. Yeah. And I'm out. 
Juku. That it was you choosing that instead of it being chosen for you. Right. Because I feel like in a lot of instances, which we will get to later, I'm sure, where when it is chosen for you, that's what makes it harder. Yeah, yeah. Even if that person is wrong, correct, and you feel the need to fix, fix, fix. Yeah. Yeah. That's my take on it. I don't think I've had, had any other instances within friends besides those. Those. Yeah. Three instances. Well, so the next two categories that I want to cover within this topic, obviously, are family mm-hmm. and romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely want to pick your brain and see if you have a either or on which one we cover next and or if you wanted to take a break before we dive into the next one. I don't know where your head's at with things because that friendship one went a, a bit longer than I had expected, but I'm glad. Because um, <laughs> it's interesting. It really is interesting. And I think like, I don't, I don't know. It, it is. Oh, I have one for you in response to your friendship one because this is something and you don't really talk about it. It just kind of happened. But the W. That friendship. I think that's just organic. Okay, that was one of the organic ones. Okay. Yeah. So, who he's talking about? <laughs> right. Very is cryptic. <laughs> very cryptic, y'all. I told you we want to use names. I don't know. Protect the innocent or not so innocent. No. I, my take on this is like I want to be as organic and natural as possible. Exactly. You. I don't want to be the one to so, say it for you. Oh, so gotcha. You are in that space of wanting to talk about it. Gotcha. No, mm-hmm. I understand. So no, I'm yeah, like, I want to say it. Damn bitch, you the old around the corner. So he talked about the W, which is Whitney, <laughs> and Whitney, if you guys don't know, is my was my childhood best friend, and I can say that for like Alexia too, mm-hmm. like you know, there's no bad blood that has happened. Mm-hmm. It's just time has moved on like we were best friends in elementary school Mm -hmm. and then you know for shoot Whitney and Alexia like we all went to the same um middle school school. yeah and so we were close and you know and then for high school everybody's ventured off and so um Alexia went to a different high school than I did and so that definitely put some difference like Mm -hmm. a distance in between us and then Whitney went to a different high school and city (laughs) and so that put some distance in things too and um I definitely have reconnected, obviously, with Whitney post-college because mm-hmm. we lived together because she moved back to Houston. But I think it was then, so this time when we reconnected, it was after I graduated college. So I lived my life at U of H. Mm-hmm. After I graduated college, I'm going to undergrad, I mean, graduate school, and she just moved back down here to Houston from uh, yeah. Round Rock, San Antonio, that area. Wait, Round Rock is Austin and San Antonio? I thought she was in Dallas. No, oh, well, she went to Dallas for college. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh, so you're right. And we are very um, different, like, personality but, and So we, we moved back down here that, together and lived together. together mm-hmm. And showcased that a bit mm-hmm. more. Um, which, again, is nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But I think, again, it is more so, like how you develop as you're growing up and just like coming into who you are as a person and so just comparison wise I feel like her personality and social interaction wise very much more like Kiara mm. than compared to mine I 
right <laughs> and much more like my family when i say family is definitely my dad and my brother than i had thought i was because <laughs> my mom is for sure a social butterfly but i'm not i'm not that in that case i was that in high school and i think i had fun and i still do from time to time but i much rather just be at home, be at home or just, just do other things that's another topic too but mm-hmm. um, did you ever do you feel like you ever grieve that like when it comes or because it was just a gradual thing you didn't so i friendships in general like i do think that i have grieved it and my grief kind of like i was describing yours was just more so like a chronic type of grief more so than like i'm experiencing this intense amount of like emotion and making decision now mm-hmm. it was more so just like chronic like oh, that sucks like mm-hmm. every time like an instance came up that reminded me of like what we used to be or whatnot it's just kind of like uh you know well we're not like that anymore or whatever the case may be blah blah, blah. so it was just kind of like eh. and it wasn't it wasn't something that like completely debilitated me either because I think I was just growing as a person and trying to figure out who I was and all that good stuff. And so um, I think it was necessary and I'm glad that it's taken place because it helps me just better remain connected to the people that I want to remain connected to in a way that is both beneficial for each party, you know? And so I think that that's, that's kind of like what that relationship looked oh, like. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I just always, I, I was always, I was always curious uh-huh. because I feel like after she moved out, like I never really heard you speak. That's when I moved in. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never really heard. It was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, curiosity killed the cat. Yep, yep, yep. And so, like I mentioned, we have two more categories I just kind of want to mm-hmm. dive into, no, as well as like miscellaneous. I'll let you go first. Um, I didn't pick every other one. So you can, or not pick every other one. I, I went first. So I'll let you go. Yeah, so, so I'm going to go, go, but which one do you want to pick? Mm-hmm. Which one can you speak more to? <laughs> Both. <laughs> we could do romantic relationships and then say family for last. Yeah, okay, because I don't know how much family agree have, but. Go. I think you have more than you. Look, that's what you gotta start so I can be like, oh, how did you say that? <laughs> Dr. Phil, how did you say that? So, for romantic relationships, for me, I mean, I don't think that it's a lot, but I think it's just kind of quote unquote normal for what a lot of people do Little with. Phases of yeah, because it's just like, you know what's the, the, the thing that comes to mind when people are like contemplating a breakup or whatever the case may be it's just like I invested so much time and energy and effort like that's what everybody like I don't like to use absolutes but that in a sense is what a lot of people say when they're contemplating like change or starting over or whatever the case may be and so that right there I feel like in my mind is like this the the starting point of like grieving because now you're actively consciously making that decision to be like bitch I need to do something different with my life you know what I'm saying so I feel like a lot of people have experienced this um I haven't been in many relationships in my life um but I have experienced uh <laughs> I have 
experienced situationship situationships Sorry. that have changed the dynamic over the course of the years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as grieving relationships, it has been a lot of the same. <laughs> It's a revolving door. <laughs> With the same person. Agreed. Agreed. Yes, and well, kind of going back to like middle school, high school too. You know, like my first ever boyfriend, first little or whatever. Like, we were all in it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, this was the love of my life. I was even mad. And I said this on uh, one episode before. I was even mad the time my my mom, my uh, grandpa, and my brother wanted to go on this cruise for my Christmas break for one week of my Christmas break because I was like, I need to be here. Like I'm missing out on this time. We're out of school. <laughs> stupid, just stupid. Anywho, but that's how I felt so strongly about this relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think as I had gotten older in that relationship, so it started like in middle school and then it ended sophomore year-ish in high school. Um, okay. It kind of inter- intertwined with that. <laughs> but literally, right? I think I had to, it was it was a hard process for me because again. It, what, what, it was a what? It was a hard process for me process. because then again, put yourself in the mindset of a teenager. Right. When things are just hitting you at like extreme intense levels. I thought my life was ending. Um, so I think for me, just kind of, I, I honestly really even can't even remember to the extent what that looked like for me to actually get to the point where I don't, cause right now I'm definitely at a point like, it's not even a, a thought in my mind. Like it's not no malicious intent or anything like, but it's just like, yeah. we're good. Like I don't have no lustful or like love kind of energy towards you. No emotion. <laughs> yeah, like no. Fall it's off just, a cliff and I say bye. Well, I mean, that'd be <laughs> sad, but it would just be like, oh. <laughs> grieving romantic relationships or situationships as you get older Mm -hmm. is a bit more intense because Mm -hmm. now there are other factors Mm -hmm. that are involved and that you have to consider because you are adults and you're trying to build a life and you know things are a bit more permanent and it's not like high school (laughs) (laughs) so I think for me like if I'm being vulnerable in my situation right now, like <laughs> obviously the person that I've been talking to, like I have talked to him on and off since high school, and we have been through a lot of different roles within our relationship as we've been growing up together. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't lived here for the past twelve years. Lived in Beaumont, lived with him. Um, in the past 12 years. So that within itself, we play different roles within our dynamic. And then now me moving back to Beaumont has switched the roles in which we play that has brought up a whole host of just like different, you know, concerns and whatnot that we have to like navigate through. Um, so I think for me, the grieving pot, the, the process, <laughs> the grieving process within a relationship happens multiple times yeah. within one situation, one person. Yeah. And 
saying this to the other day, my mom. Of course, mom. Um, I was telling this to her, you know, in the sense of, I think I'm grieving the idea of what I thought my high school sweetheart sweetheart romantic relationship would be as I've gotten older mm. and I need to do that in order to make room for what it could be correct um and so like that has been difficult because I have tried to let go of like other people's comments and what not that other people comment but what I think other people would think, you know, in certain situations. And it's just like, then I have to humble myself and remind myself (laughs) that a lot of people have gotten married and divorced who are younger than me. And not to shade anybody, but it's just like, other people have went through things Mm -hmm. and I could give two cents about them. So why would they, like, and even if they are worried about me, that says a lot about me, but. Goodbye. (laughs) I had to just really like recognize, you know, it is okay to not go in the direction or the pathway Mm -hmm. that you think that others have like Mm -hmm. identified or defined for you to go in. Um, So that- Or even that you've identified. Literally, yeah, yeah. And so just like grieving what I thought things would be Mm -hmm. just to make space in my heart of hearts and my soul of souls for things and how they could turn out. You know what I'm saying? I'm very dramatic in that, but I'm I'm really serious. Like, it doesn't mean, grieving doesn't mean that you're letting go of it in its entirety. It mm-hmm. means that you're just letting go of an idea in this situation for me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really had to recognize because I, I also battled with like, okay, if I'm grieving this and I'm letting go of it, I'm closing the door. But I don't. But I'm just letting go of the idea and what that looks like in this mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. But I'm opening the door for what it could look like if I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. If I wanted it to. So that that's kind of what it has looked like for me romantic wise. Um yeah, what about that? <laughs> what about you? Because I'm just curious. Let me um sip strength. So in order for me to answer this, I'm gonna need more liquor. So we're gonna take a break. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to try to hold it together. So yes, we'll be back. We're talking about our um, grieving experiences within the romantic category, mm. and TJ was literally about to divulge. Drink. Oh, sorry. <laughs> divulge, drink, whichever D word you want to talk with. Mm-hmm. Um, Danger. <laughs> Danger. <laughs> uh, he raped like an old person. We can't talk to him Anywho, TJ was going to continue on with this category and this topic um, mm-hmm. with his experiences. So I'm gonna pass the, the mic, the literally, to you. Um, for me, again, have not been in very many, very many <laughs> relationships 
Um, unlike Miss Natalie over there, I was what relationships have I been in? I was too late bloomer, and I in high school did not give a shit. Um, so it wasn't in any relationships, man. It wasn't as a college, I guess, is when the situation started for me. However, I think the only time that I ever grieved one was probably this recent one, mm-hmm. and it is the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because yes, you you have these ideas in your head of what the relationship, and I guess that's the problem. You have these ideas of what a relationship should be yeah. in your head, and then when it doesn't meet those expectations or look similar to the idea in your head, then that's when you are so distraught and grieving and all that fun shit. Um, I will say. In that sense, it has become more difficult to grieve something again. See, it's harder when they aren't dead. Just die. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's harder grieving something that is consistently around. Right. And you can, at least in my experience, it's like trying to trying to maintain some sense of normalcy Mm -hmm. in it that is probably more detrimental (laughs) instead of just like we had spoken before a clean break in situations but it's hard because you're used to this Mm -hmm. and it's like and you're still holding hope too and what does hope breed? Mm -hmm. eternal (laughs) so I think that's one of the things, and it's like I try to use the senses, and Drew said this all the time. Not my circus, not my clowns, but I love the show. <laughs> I can't leave in this instance, and so I'm just like, it's weird. You can't leave, but you won't leave for good reason. I, I paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> but that goes to you put energy and effort into it. You do, it, and so it's like starting like, over isn't fun, nope. especially because. Just relationships are so, relationships are weird. So I just don't want them anymore. And that's a terrible outlook to have because. That's a terrible outlook to have based off the the way that you developed it. If that was just your outlook from the get go, cool. I mean, it it was. uh, Slightly, but I think it was was still developed from a mm, malignant place. That's not cancer. It's a clown. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure, we'll go with that. Uh huh. We'll, no, we'll, we will. We'll go with that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I know I'll by this point. What are y'all doing upstairs? I don't know. Maybe they're working out. And if so, more power to you. Um, Jesus. Right. No, I don't know. It, it's weird um, because the Greek, it's one of those, in my case, where you're you get to a point where you feel as though you have the dust is settled in your grieving process and then mm-hmm. something something comes wrong and shuffles their feet and then here comes that dust kicking up again and you're just like oh let me get my mask again and go through this lovely thing and then you get through it and you take your mask off and it's like oh here comes more shuffling and so I think that's what makes it difficult in the sense of it like before it's a chronic thing however I think the difference for me between the friends and the relationship is there's more care. Yeah. Um, there's a deeper, intimate level of knowing a person in the relationship. At least in the friendships that I've lost, there was no deep, intimate bullshit. 
So it makes it difficult because this person knows you and you know this person more. I don't know what intrinsic means, but for some reason that's the worst that's coming to mind. So if it's not correct, y'all can correct me later. But and so that makes it more difficult because this is your person. Mm-hmm. And you have this idea or you're, you think that you're building a life with a person. I don't know why I did my hand like this when I did that. But you're building a life with a person and then for Like those, I said, it's more permanent. Like it's more like... It's like when you have friends. In, in the decisions that you make, there are more permanent consequences, outcomes. Yes. Mm-hmm. See? And I think it's also... Like I was saying with the friends thing, with the friends grievances for me, it was always self-inflicted. Like yeah. I always show this. And in this situation romantically, it's it is but it isn't. Mm-hmm. In the sense of you can't be on first fight. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so you have to grieve the one, you're grieving the loss of the relationship. You're also grieving the loss of belief in a person Mm -hmm. you're grieving the loss of love and so that's all compiled into one situation whereas at least with the friends it's just like I don't know I don't know and this is different for me because in the instances of like I said friends it's always going to slow but I think with relationships relationships for me it's been all my eggs in one basket. It wasn't like I was like yeah. a serial dater and it was like, oh, I can just cut you off and move on to the next person. Right. It was like, focus. Whereas in friends, like, okay, I cut you off, I still got other friends. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what makes it diff- more difficult too because there isn't a replacement to distract mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from what you're going through. And that's obviously right. you can lean on your friends to do it, but it's not the same. I'm not one of those people that's like having sex with my friends. No shit. Um, <laughs> He's not talking about me, y'all. <laughs> no, I have to have sex with you. Oh, I'm gonna say to you. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's one, yeah, because there's some people out there that be like, oh no, we're just friends Monday through Friday, but then on Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's what I think that's what makes it difficult because there isn't a replacement for the intimacy and emotional connection you share with the person. You can go have sex with many people if you want to. But there's no emotional attachment. It's just a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the very much. But it's okay. I appreciate your I'm vulnerability just, and your bluntness. Bluntness. It's the blunt. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's been. And again, I haven't been in many relationships in life either. I've never really cared for people outside of uh, the last. Why would you be so heartless? Literally, I didn't care. I mean, I never. Uh, yeah, that's a different topic. But yeah, so I think that's been my grieving process in that. And it continues to go because you're trying to redefine mm-hmm. the, role, the role in a person. But then, and I think it's harder to grieve when there is that ambiguity on both sides mm-hmm. because it's like, you're just there's no boundaries either. It's yeah. like you're trying to put these boundaries, but then you could act one day, which we talked about in gaslighting. It's like, it's the inconsistencies that keep you around. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what hinders the real grieving process because you never get to have that closure Closure, yeah because it's just ongoing unless somebody makes a permanent decision yeah right and that's hard Mm -hmm, absolutely very hard but i think that is what differentiates like this topic dealing with this topic in this category compared to others is the fact that you mentioned earlier it's like you don't have many options to use as distraction when you're trying to deal with this one so like with friends or like with like co-workers or people in the workplace like 
you options. have other options to focus on as you are trying to cope with like right. closing the chapter on whatever one you're closing. Mm-hmm. But in a romantic relationship, depending on who you are, like, and even if you are a person who like dates somebody but is dating other people, because you got that you got one that, like, <laughs> that's, that's dating is dating you need to be dating multiple people to figure out who you want but dating exclusively and being in a relationship obviously you know teach its own like you don't want to be in multiple relationships with people and so normally mm-hmm. in the societal sense like you're not in multiple relationships with mm-hmm. other people and so right. when you are closing a chapter on that it's literally what you're focused on. It's the end of a world. It, yeah, it is. And so Mariah Carey has a song about this called The Art of Letting Go. Oh, I like that song. The correct song. Are you sure you're not thinking of Tori Kelly? I am thinking of <laughs> I know Mariah Carey's mm-hmm. song, but Tori Kelly is the one. I always something when the sun is flinging your world around and you watch as it crumbles down. Something, something. Yeah. Maybe letting go, it ain't easy. Mariah Carey. And then Tori Kelly is. Okay, can we get to lick? All right, so then, yeah, so that's where relationships are. Um, I didn't, yeah. We, that, uh, that could be a whole nother. Yep, episode. that's what I'm saying. Just, I only get too, too, too deep in it. But the last category before we go into like the miscellaneous and the wrap ups and other questions it's I have familiar. is familiar. I'm really hungry. I don't know why. I'm not hungry, but I could go for a uh to keep coke. Um, I got three left, y'all, from my lunch from earlier, and I can eat one. I think I might put all of them just in the air floor. Uh, well, you do that. I'm going to the store. Anyway, this is so outside. McDonald's. Most likely. And everybody says I should stop eating McDonald's. I don't eat McDonald's often, but it's just so convenient that you. It really is. It really is. That's how they get this is so besides the point. So yes, familial. I'll let you start that one. So for me, familial. I think I kind of alluded to this. I like that word. Alluded to this when we we're talking about the gaslighting episode with family relationships and dynamics and what that looks like. Um, so for me. Grieving within the familial sense is definitely in relation to um, like my grandparents because my grandparents definitely do not play the same role that they played in my life when I was younger to now. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I know that is compacted due to age or, mm-hmm. you know, just all that good stuff like age health mental health uh, you know all that good stuff so a lot of it is just like normal grieving Mm -hmm. but then a good bit of it is um, you know like abnormal for lack of better words abnormal in the sense of just kind of saying things that I've always seen have been there, but now saying them because I'm in a different stance in my life. You know, just like within the black community, like you are, um, (laughs) you as black children, um, 
may shy away from mm-hmm. saying certain things to elders Most because they want you to stay in a children's place or they want oh, you God. to um, just remain um, obedient or like don't be disrespectful or whatever the case may be. So as you get older, for sure, you're taking on a different role because you are now an adult and you have more control over your relationships, especially with family mm-hmm. members in your life. And so things might seem as a shock to them, mm-hmm. but has always been apparent. And so, yes, I will agree that I am more vocal, especially when it comes to my like mom's mom, which is my Mimi. And two, my mom's uh, stepmom, which is my mom and Maria. Uh, and for both of those cases, other factors, I'm sure, have impacted their personalities mm-hmm. as well as their health. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as well as has impacted in a sense of intensified factors that were already there too especially mm-hmm. for my mm-hmm. baby and so like now where I'm at is trying to develop what that like relationship looks like with them because as an adult or as Natalie Patrice Antropon I will not be disrespected mm-hmm. And if I am, I will not stay in a space where I am disrespected. Right. I don't care who you are. Like, Same. I would just leave or whatever the case may be. But for my grandparents, especially my, my Mimi, it has been hard for me because I, I do a lot for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has been hard for me to continue to do for her and ignore or just like look past like the disrespect and so lately I have been more vocal and I will be curious that sometimes the bigger version of me does not come through Uh, (laughs) so I think that is a part of like grieving too that a lot of people don't mention is like Mm -hmm. how sometimes you lose yourself in the grieving process because you're just trying to navigate through a whole lot Mm -hmm. and so I will say like in my process of navigating new dynamics between me and my grandparents as I've gotten older and like I said all of the factors influencing you know the changes that I know of it still doesn't take away from just your process and how you go through um, grieving the change in dynamics between you and someone you once knew because they're the same person but they're not the same Same person um and so, like, for an example, my my Mimi, there have been a lot of changes, like, health-wise, obviously, because she's gotten older. But then there's been a lot of personality changes in the sense of, like, a big one is she used to literally give us 20 to 30 presents each for Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. granted, presents is not, like, the factor here, but it's just me and my brother. And oh. she, like, it's like... Christmas used to be a big ordeal. Even Easter, huge Easter baskets, like all the time. And we had Easter egg hunt, like holidays in general. And then not to mention birthdays, just a huge thing. And it went to a complete shift of not even just like kind of scaling back. Just completely stopping. Well, let me not lie. She did scale back in the sense of now the responsibility came on me and my mom 
to either like get gifts for ourselves from her mm. or get gifts for other people for certain mm-hmm. things. So I do I do remember that. Let me not shift over that. But now it's to the point where I don't even acknowledge that this is a day or this is like something mm-hmm. that we need to celebrate. So it's like no call, no car, no nothing on my birthday, no car. And, and, and it's gotten to the fact where I don't celebrate Christmas because it's not in the Bible. What? I- so that's what I mean by like drastic shift like I get this is where you're at and that's cool by all means but don't be mad if it takes a little bit longer for us to like understand where you're coming from because this is not this is not normal for us like this is is different and I I tried to be very like considerate of, you know, there are other factors that are influencing maybe like maybe pride or maybe like mm-hmm. things that are influencing. Cause like, it's Louisiana grandma, which is problem. So, but then it's just, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's still like an adjustment that you have to mm-hmm. like figure out, like what are, what are we about to do in this situation? And um, I think for me, as I kind of like told my mom, and you know, this may change too, but this is where I'm at right now. <laughs> uh, I am grieving the loss of relationship with my grandma in which I once knew, because she's a different person. Mm-hmm. And I want to remember her as the person that I used to know. Mm-hmm. But the more I interact with her now is going to shade mm-hmm. that. And change that perception mm-hmm. of what I used to know, which was happy, not happy, but like mm-hmm. nicer, yeah. you know? Um, and so, and I don't want that to completely be erased because I know that there are other factors above me that are <laughs> acting, you know, towards this, this change. And so it's just mm-hmm. like, what do I do? So boundaries have just been a big thing, a big thing, which is trying to figure out how to navigate. But it's just so hard because what do boundaries look like when it is like a life or death situation? Not saying I'm being dramatic, but grandparents are old. Like, you know, it could be a life or death situation at any time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I keep, I ask myself that every day, like where I'm at with my grandma right now, how would I feel if she passed away today? And I will be sad and You will be okay. I will be okay. I know I will be okay. But it's just kind of like I would rather, again, like I said, not keep egging on (laughs) and creating more bad memories Mm -hmm. to outweigh the good. So I don't know. It's just like a that it, I'm still working through these familial mm-hmm. relationships with the grieving like and situation. That's definitely where we differ because yeah. I accepted this a long time ago yeah. with mine. And granted, I only have grandmothers left. Um, I don't have any grandfathers. But even just outside of this, though. But like that was one of the things that I just it. It's one of those things where the relationships with myself and all of my family members mm-hmm. have changed, and I think it's because. For me, I I don't know when it happened, to be honest with you, but it was just a point where I wasn't, the way that the things were just didn't align with me. Yeah. And so 
and I think when I was younger, you're not in that space to say shit like that. You know, right. you just have to deal with it. Like, right. You're a child. You don't have a job. You know what to say. And I think as I've gotten older and became more independent, that's when I've finally been able to create more distance and just deal with shit like that. And but I think again, some of the friends it was like I was. <laughs> I was plotting my escape out <laughs> I was like, I guess I was emotionally detaching. Yeah. Slowly through the process because of, like I said, like my grandfather passing how hard that was, but then also just like becoming more aware of things and that I wasn't, that just didn't feel right to me mm-hmm. within. That I was just like, this isn't okay. And the fact that it just seemed like, and it wasn't even like just towards me, it was just like in general in mm-hmm. conversation, it was just like, I, mm, I don't like, I don't like that, you know, Carisha voice. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, and I meant to say this earlier, sorry, uh, the HEB cashier, her name was Karishma. <laughs> and I was, you were sitting there talking to her, the bagger, and I was like, Anyway, <laughs> I was really trying she was to. Like, so sweet to say. She was, and my person was like, "Your total is eight dollars." Oh, sorry. <laughs> um. Anyway, no. So like, I chose to just let that because I feel like with my mom that happened really young because I just saw she, she would handle certain things like where her priorities lie. Yeah. And not to put on bias, but it it always seemed like it wasn't me. Uh huh. Um. And so I was just kind of like, oh, okay. So now we we adjust our expectations then. And I don't know if that's me being just this super aware child. Maybe, maybe it was me being a cancer because you know cancers are emotional. Goodbye. But also But you're not. De- oh, I try not to be so hard. It'd be annoying. That's what I hate when I have to get emotional. <laughs> oh, it annoys me. Anyway, or just being intuitive and realizing this doesn't align with me. I don't fucking know. I can I honestly can't say why? Because that happened young with my mom, it happened very young with my grandmother. My dad was a little more difficult because of how much financially he provided yeah. and it was hard to be just like, no. But then I, I think, I think maybe with him it came with my sister's situation and how all that played out. Not the bad situation, but the, when I think she got pregnant with her second child. Mm-hmm. When that came around and how that was handled, and it just always, it, it lingered. It, it made me adjust my expectations of what those relationships would be like because it was, it always seemed like, specifically with him, it was either my way or the highway. Right. And I, his way wasn't a street I wanted to drive on, <laughs> you know? So I'm just like, okay, so now that's when the will, okay, I need to set myself up to be independent and I have to deal with these things and that's the only way you're gonna get out. And I think that's kind of where it was with a lot of familial relationships is just like, this isn't how I want it to be. What can I do to prepare myself to not have to deal with it? Right. right. Which helped me. I'm not gonna say helped, which is one of the reasons why I don't have these close relationships with family because I was always ready to just go. Yeah. Or I wanted to make sure I was mentally ready to go. Uh-huh. That's why I don't have these, like with, I mean, I grieved my grandfather I was young and I don't think maybe that was an eye-opening thing about you know death and mortality and I, that was the first real big one for me where I was just like affected mm-hmm. but since then I've just been 
You kind of know what's going to happen. So, I don't, and I, yeah. Do you feel like it, it acts as a barrier to you actually letting good people in who are emotionally beneficial to you? People as far as just like any people or family? Let's say any people. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's possible. Uh-huh. Um, and it's funny because I listened to another podcast and they were talking about, funny enough, gentle parenting again. <laughs> and and it was funny because it was the same one from the last time that I listened to it, but she came back on like almost a year later. But she was talking about how they were talking about like, hey, it was, this time was from a parent's perspective. And she had mentioned something about how parents, it's like how we're raised or like how they were raised or whatever. And how they have this, you gonna follow my rules and they wanna be these big disciplinarians and da, 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 da. And then when they get older, they wanna have this close relationship with their child. But it's like, what did you do back then to foster us yeah. having this relationship? And so I think that's why now things have changed for them because I just accepted that this how it was gonna be and I'm not gonna be involved in that. Yeah. And now all my little family's wanting to be awesome. And I'm like, what's going who are on? You? Get back <laughs> with the stick, spatula. You know, I don't know where spatula came from. Uh, we gonna flip it. Um, so, I, and I guess that's what makes it hard too is when you've already gone through the grieving process of something and others haven't. Right. Or the other person that you're dealing with hasn't, and so they're trying to, you know, connect and do this stuff, and you're so emotionally unavailable that it makes you come off as an asshole. All right. When it's like. You're just 10 steps behind me. And going back to relationships, I feel like that's where I am in the relationship thing is that I'm still grieving the other person has moved on, quote unquote. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, and so it's like we're in different places of grieving. And in any sense, I feel like that is what's made specifically relationships and family difficult is either I'm in the place of where I've accepted and now I'm having to deal with people who haven't and are making me feel like the bad guy for not yeah. wanting what they want. Yeah. And it's just like, can we just not? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I've set my boundaries and I'm like, specifically, yeah, specifically with family, because like I said, my grandmother would do that all the time. Well, you don't call, you don't text. It's like, do you not recall what I have been through with you? Do I want to continue this? <laughs> it's like, why would I? And I think that's the thing. Again, I think, but that's why I think factors are acting against yeah. you. Like there might be other factors that are making her mm-hmm. delusional, but to some certain extent, it's part of the personality mm-hmm. that's just being intensified by whatever it is. <laughs> and so, and I think maybe then now that's me being a catalyst for their grieving process. Yeah, of dealing with. You know, now this now How you they have to their relationship with you. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I, there's no no one's right, no one's wrong. It's just perspective. It's reality. reality. Yeah. This is just where we are. And I don't think I'm I don't know, I just I yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where that's just where I how I view the death ideal the ideal death the ideal dun, dun, dun. right of the familial familial I don't even want to say structure but just like the familial the what people perceive family should be I, I right. grieved that a long time ago my parents got divorced when I was super young so it's like grieving fa- 
creating traditional family senses. And then I've seen so many different types of family senses, which is probably what shaped my idea of not wanting to be married and not wanting to have kids. So it's like, I, I don't know, just I guess I've processed those a lot younger mm-hmm. and to where, which is probably why I never wanted to have relationships in high school, but I was sitting here dealing with all the bullshit of yeah. my mom and that nigga. And so I just didn't want to. And then I think for me, and this is, I don't think this is going off topic, but it might be. Like I said, I, as as a cancer and as a person, like I feel shit deeply. Mm-hmm. Like I be feeling it. But then I, don't, I choose because the emotions and men and blah, 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 blah. But I choose not to show it. But it's like a lot of the times that's why I choose not to engage in certain things because I don't want because I will how you say you can cry the drop of it off I can't cry but I will feel it and it will make me feel bad and then I overcompensate to try to make people feel better and then I go home feeling Cause you, depleted as fuck and that's another topic too but you probably overcompensate mm-hmm. by something that they don't need correct 1000% uh, <laughs> yeah. but so, it's still energy and effort from you but yeah mm-hmm. that's another uh, topic literally too. So yeah, that's that's where my familiar grievances stand. Grievances. Mm-hmm. Those. You know, in a workplace, it's a uh, your the grievance box. You ever had those at the workplace? Is that are those words derived from each other? Grievance and grief. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> the light bulb literally just went off, y'all. I say yeah, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, that's where that that's where that. Lies. Okay. Well, so I, I mean, I think we kind of covered my like my next questions, wrapping this topic up as we were talking about it in each category, it's just like mm-hmm. how we cope with it, and so we kind of oh. talked with it throughout Liquor. each. <laughs> oh, no, now they're okay. Six. We've no. talked about what our specific coping skills have been mm-hmm. throughout each category dealing mm-hmm. with this topic um but i do have any more to share just in, in all like when you think about like grieving something or just like adapting to change but like i said adapting to change is completely different mm-hmm. from grief but just kind of generalizing the topic in general what what's your go-to coping mechanism for just dealing with change um the, in the caption was that blows raspberry uh, <laughs> For me, my go-to coping... I mean, I forgot I said that. And was it Gaslight? Was that the Gaslight episode? What episode was it? I don't know. I don't fucking remember. I think, sadly, drinking... Actually, no. Isolation yeah. is my go-to <laughs> for those. It's like, I'd rather just be by myself. Like, I'll put my phone on D&D and just sit in it. Yeah. And I think... And you know what? Maybe that's what's also made my grieving throughout the years easier. I'm an only child. So um, I've never had, it's like if I was pissed at my parents, I can't go talk to my parents while I'd be pissed at my parents. So I would just sit in it yeah. and just allow whatever feelings I was feeling at the time to just be there. Yeah. So I think isolate, and that maybe that's taught me to isolate to deal with shit. But that's always been kind of the thing that I've done, like even with shit with my mom, shit with my dad. It's like, hell, this this podcast is the most I've talked about shit. Uh, <laughs> she was mom, she was dad. You know, Must have talked about shit. shit. Um, yeah, so I think that's been my. I'd rather just isolate, deal with the initial, yeah. and then I think after that is when the 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 toxic 
coping goes in, which is drinking and sex and partying like any other typical college person would do. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I haven't, well, I said, well, yeah, I went, and I was literally grieving shit now. But that's out of college. So I think that's been mine. What about you? I would have to agree. I think maybe in a different fashion, but similar to, I think my coping me- mechanism is like isolation too. Um, not to the extent that I go and do not disturb, but it's just like I handle things <laughs> by myself better. So I think for me, my isolation is a bit more beneficial because that's not the end all be all. I do other things after that. I think as I've gotten older, I've recognized which category of coping skills I need to pull from depending on the situation. And so I always say like, if it's something out of my control, let me utilize distraction. So I, I kind of tend to the enjoyable things in my life that I could just like mm-hmm. occupy my time and mind with. But if it's something that I can control, identifying what I can control, mm-hmm. and then spending more time in isolation, <laughs> <laughs> figuring out how I need cycle. to address what I can control. Um, mm-hmm. But that, that, that process a little bit longer you know so but yeah similar definitely and so okay okay somebody gets you like you exactly Mm -hmm. and we have other people's opinions but what what happens when your brain don't get you it'd be weird right what you do or what happens when your brain is against your heart which is against your feet and gets your (laughs) like you walking different talking different (laughs) you thinking different you what? Thank you. I heard you stinking different. I was like, oh, what did I do with that? Yeah. But okay, okay. sorry. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. that was my topic, and to the you know extent that I wanted to cover. Yo, G series. You gotta find one more G. You gotta find one more G to wrap it up. G series. Every series in with three. You need. So yeah, but anything that you want to add to this topic before we just kind of go into the depths of you know wrapping up episodes. No, I don't. I don't think I have anything to add. I think I've shared enough um, without oversharing, but with sharing enough. (laughs) Without you know oversharing. oversharing, and I've protected as many innocents. I'm proud of myself because I gave names and what, and I like. I feel like this for me just because I have been so very close off and just like to myself and it's like I'm not talking badly about people I'm just sharing my story right and so and I think that's been the hardest part for me in a lot of the situations where I we go back to friends and I guess family even though I've not given names but everyone knows who I'm with that it's not the hard to find those um is not wanting it to come off as disrespectful. But I think that's a trauma response. Probably. Um, by not mentioning people's right. names because it's like, I don't want people to see even then. It's like trying to be. Yeah. But what, we made the decision to start this podcast we and said to be open. open and we made be, the decision. I don't want to. But when you make the decision to do a podcast, like mm-hmm. I think of it in a listener's perspective, like 
not all the people who listen to this are people who know us, so Correct. they're lost. Correct. Like this whole episode, because they're like, who the Ooh, hell? Are they talking about? <laughs> Again, agreed. Because yes, I I made that decision to be open. But the thing about the people in my instance, I'm not friends with them. Yeah. And thus, I can't give you the heads up of like, hey, just the heads up, this is what was spoken about. And so I don't want it to come off to other people yeah. as he talking shit, even though it is just me sharing my And I was going to say, your, if you stick to your truth, this, your perspective, and correct. like stick to I feel statements. <laughs> correct. <laughs> but then it makes it, and this is me being conscious of my co-host you're still around that and I don't want it to become an issue or not even an issue but like it to be a thing of like why he's doing this and it causes you to have to say anything but that's what I'm saying I think I'm in a I'm a different space if we're talking about that in particular like I'm in a different space like they wouldn't say that and or I would be able to handle it differently Mm because it's just like that's not my circus my cloud like (laughs) (laughs) I can shut down real quick next let me tell you like it's real easy so yeah no I understand where you're coming from though that's always been my reservation because I'll drop Drew's name in a minute because I'll be like hey look I said your name I'll I'll say I'll tell the people that I'm closest to but in instances where it's people that I'm no longer close to I don't want them to be un- I don't want them to be brought in against their will. Yeah, yeah. Whatever this is. Nothing. Which maybe, you know, I'll work on that later on in the therapy session with (laughs) the therapist that I don't have anymore. So I need to find one. Therapy, everybody, go find one. Well, before our closing remarks, how about we take a quick break? Because you know I got a pee. Um, actually, as you not always pee. exactly. You so retract your statement. Water, huh? <laughs> I'm cleansing my soul, my body, my spirit. And we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> up and it's gonna be a very quick wrap up y'all like almost to the point where we could have just ended this I don't know what song you were writing Ty Signs hit makeup no I don't know that song we need to start inserting little clippets of, of songs, songs that we reference <laughs> I don't think we get sued we yeah. can try it oh I don't know oh that's a good one I don't know never mind <laughs> we'll don't know if we will get sued or not um so yes, I actually think this was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Us, I, I will say I think our next episode, which is to shoot the shit, needs to be a little bit happier. Yeah. Because yep. we've been it's been three episodes of down in the dumps and you know, y'all got a nice little variety and now I'm happy. <laughs> I'm really happy. Even though, yeah, again. Don't get me wrong, I'm happy. I mean oh, happy is a mood, not a goal, like so it's not gonna be my consistent state. Ooh, um, of the word <laughs> happy. Anyhow, so yes, we'll bring, we'll try to bring it back up on the next one because when it's up, then it's stuck. Lean. Okay. Um, but yeah. So, any closing comments from you, Natrond, Nelly? Nelly. No, I don't think so. Obviously, I need to 
start getting dressed. And oh yeah, you got a party. Oh, and I, I'm not babysitting anymore, y'all. So I got the house to myself. So party over here. Party yeah, listen, listen. Do not come to my house. <laughs> he lives <Yeah>. at uh, <laughs> cut. Literally. Cut. <laughs> no, I don't think any closing episodes for closing what? me. Closing what? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Closing remarks for me, but as I was saying that, I was thinking about um, a TikTok that came to mind. Remember, um, I had played the girl who was like aggressive positivity yes. or whatever, and maybe we can post her uh, TikTok. But oh, is this a laugh before you leave? Is that what you're giving? It's a laugh before you leave, but not really. That was a mental health. It was yeah. aggressive. Like it's more so of a mental health moment. Oh, okay. Because she was basically like something about to the extent like tacos fall apart, get all messy, and you still eat them. <laughs> and she was like, "So, bitch, get up, because even if you fall apart." We will still eat. That <laughs> was what? like, okay, yeah. girl. But and then the comment because the comments really send me over. It, it, the I comments have are funnier than the videos. Never resonate. It resonated more. Like the comment was, she was like, "Well, the way that you explained it." I am one hundred percent. I do but, resonate with that, and I second mm-hmm. what she's saying. Mm-hmm. She's like, "That's Actually, hilarious." Do, which they fall why, apart, and which you is still why I got soft tacos, like because they don't fall apart as much. But they still drip at the they bottom. Drip, you know, it's a very know. messy process. Yeah, right. Okay, good job. Mm-hmm. So basically, that's kind of like the mental health. Um, I don't have anything either, but what I will say is what? I keep saying that mental health episode. This was a mental health episode. At this point, um, is to be sure to follow us on all of our lovely socials. Uh, well, she's only two uh, Instagram and Tickety Talk at Crazy Little Pod. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and rate the show so we can know how we're doing and all that stuff. Um, I, so I did have a moment where I wouldn't listen to one of the other episodes and the sound was weird so I did try to change that up on this one so hopefully you can hear us both more clearly it don't sound like Natalie's in Alaska and I'm in Florida <laughs> um, yeah so follow us on that SoundCloud, Spotify, all those other things Anchor um, other than that oh yes we, I really do want to start bringing questions into this so please send us questions um, at ask crazy little pod at gmail.com um that way we can put y'all business on front street and stop putting <laughs> because y'all I'm business so tired of it. it doesn't have you have to put your name we'll, we'll protect the innocent as i do i don't say names right so i protect y'all innocent and innocent uninnocent people but that is all that i have people thank y'all for listening as always be sure to tune in in two weeks when we drop another one of these things that we call a crazy little thing called Anything else, Nat, before we run up out of here or you go shower up out of here? Oh, you, you shower. Right? right. As I go run in the dog. Nope. I think I'm good. Right. Good episode. Good talk. Good catching up. Good chat. All that good stuff. Right. And on that note, we will be out of here. And by the time this episode comes out, Natalie will be Nanny. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>